Aaron Jones at 16. Uh, I have Eno Benjamin at 17. Uh, Aaron Jones, man, like, you know, it, it's been a little bit disappointing, you know, over the past few games. You know, he has he had oh, that yeah. big boom week. What are you doing with Aaron Jones right now? Like, are you just starting him every single week? You're holding him? Are you looking to move him? What are you doing with him right now? I think it's hard to move him at this point, you know, and I think that you have to hold him. We know what he can do. It's just now it's not, you know, it's not like the Packers offense is doing very well. They're not doing very well. It's not like A.J. Dillon is taking his, his work and he's not producing. It's just nobody's doing well in Green Bay right now. So I think you have to hold at this point. There's no selling point for Aaron Jones because A.J. Dillon is still there. And now both of them are underperforming. And the Packers offense doesn't look good to boot. So I think you have yeah. to hold. It's going to be hard to sell. I wouldn't get rid of him. You know, I wouldn't bench him. I think I'd start him at flex ideally but he'll he can work as an rb2 but he's definitely not the rb1 that people were hoping that he would be especially you know we saw a bunch of numbers floating around in the offseason that aaron jones you know he's rb1 when Devonte adams doesn't play you know he averages 20 some points a game that hasn't been the case the offense looks completely different um if you're aaron, if you have aaron jones you have to hold you gotta hold him i agree there's no um, choice you know and start him you know the offense just isn't as good you know, as it was, right. you know, and that's part of the reason why, you know, and, and Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing the ball as much and he's not getting the targets either. So that's that's what you want. Like once his target share starts going up a little bit, that's really what you want. And hopefully they can figure that out. Yeah. I got, you know, Benjamin here at 17 uh, for tonight. His workload was crazy this past week. Like and it, it was crazy like because we don't see that. Uh, he had 87 yeah. percent of snaps. He ran a route on 90 percent of dropbacks for a running back. Running backs don't do that. Running backs don't stay on the field and run a route on 90% of dropbacks, especially on an offense that runs so many plays and so many pass plays. Okay? That's right. insane. He should have had 12 targets in this game based on that number. Okay? so That would have been great. <laughs> it would have been great. Yeah. But, and if he has that same type of workload tonight, he can get close to that number. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Uh, so start Eno Benjamin tonight. I know it didn't work out as you wanted to last week when you picked him up. With James Conner out, you thought it was a smash start. You know, it was. It was a smash start. It was a smash decision. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the decision and the process was correct. Continue to roll with that process and start, you know, Benjamin this week against New Orleans. New Orleans, you know, on the low, like they've been giving up some production on the run game. This is not the same New Orleans front that has been stopping the run uh, every single week to like elite running backs. No, they've been being, they, they've been gashed a little bit. So, I'm okay starting Eno Benjamin this week as a solid RB2. Yep, that about covers what I was going to say. You know, I like Eno Benjamin this week too. Um, I think he's going to do better than nine points, you know, against that what he yeah. had in Seattle. I think that's going to be much better tonight. So, you know, hopefully we're right in that prediction. He should be James able to do better this week. He's a game time decision. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. what they're labeling him as. I doubt he plays. Just keep an eye on that though, right? Something to just make sure that, you know, it, it might be. I'm still going to play Eno as like a flex play, a high upside flex play if Connor ends up playing. Um, and then Connor would be like a low end RB2 flex play also because I don't expect him to get the full workload. It kind of yeah. ruins each other's value a little bit. Um, but I would assume he doesn't play, but keep an eye on it anyway. Travis Etienne against the Giants. I have my number 18 here. The Giants have given up 5.5 yards per carry this season. That's only behind the Chargers. Um, so I kind of like Etienne to potentially have some big plays in this one. Uh, maybe this is finally his coming out party. Hopefully. Yeah, that would be awesome. And, you know, you mentioned the running game that the Giants haven't been very stout against them, which 
that might open up lanes for James Robinson. It's all it just comes down to the way that they're going to be playing. I think at this point, I I'd lo- I would love to see Travis Etienne get the ball more. Like I said last week, we saw every time he touched the ball, he's like averaging like eight or nine yards a touch. It felt like it seemed like he was yeah. always going for a big game, and he didn't get the ball enough. Um, I think that the key to the Jacksonville offense, like I said, rests with Trevor Lawrence. But once Trevor Lawrence gets back to serviceable, you got to get the ball to Travis Etienne more, make the offense a little bit more explosive. James Robinson's good, but. Those first three weeks look like they're kind of in the past. It looks like James Robinson come back down to earth. Um, Travis Etienne should be getting more snaps any week now. You know, Travis Etienne is going to have that explosion game. Um, it might not seem like a good. It might not seem like it'll be this week against the Giants, who have been surprisingly good. But um, it very well could be. I think that eighteen is conservative with his ranking. Raheem Mostert at nineteen. He's still the guy in the backfield uh, at twenty. We have Jeff Wilson. Tevin Coleman is unfortunately eating into his workload a bit, um, but there will be scoring in this game. So, like, I, I, I'm, I'm good having Jeff Wilson in my lineup. But just keep in mind that you know he could end up with like 12 carries, right? The hope is that yeah. he has 15 plus and a touchdown. That's kind of what you're hoping for. Yeah, it could be like we said a pass happy game with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball um, with Jeff Wilson. I'm not sure what his workload is going to look like in this matchup. I'm not. Sure, like Jeff Wilson, I might actually have him a little bit lower than twenty. Um, I forget if we have below. Him. Let's see, let's see. Yeah. Let's, let's look at twenty-one through thirty. We have I have Zeke at twenty-one um, against a bad Detroit run defense. Right. I have David Montgomery at twenty-two. I'd put Zeke over um, Jeff Wilson. Okay, I know that. And that th- those two were actually two that I was kind of in between. Like I was kind of yeah. going back and forth between these two uh, because of the fact that Zeke has a good matchup. Zeke has a good matchup, and he looked a little bit better, you know, last week. He, he wasn't running bad. He was actually running pretty hard. Um, with Dak back, the offense should be a little bit better. Maybe that gives him a little bit more motivation, too. But um, I think, you know, he's actually looking like he's – even with Tony Pollard there getting touches, it seems like they're still getting the ball to Zeke um, at a pretty good rate. I think their workloads are very similar. I think this matchup this week is what sells it for me to put Zeke over Jeff Wilson. Okay. Okay. David Montgomery, I have him at 22. Matt Eberflus talking about a potential hot hand situation here between yeah. Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. We kind of saw this coming. Um, but still okay starting Montgomery for now until we see a real division of uh, in work, right? Yeah. Knowing that and him saying that, gee, is this still an appropriate ranking for you at 22? I think it is. You know, we've seen David Montgomery get it done. He's still going to be a part of the offense because as long as Justin Fields is struggling to throw the ball, they're going to have to hand the ball off a lot. And Khalil Herbert, you know, he's still behind David Montgomery at this point. I don't think the hot hand approach is going to lead them to go completely away from one or the other. David Montgomery is going to start. He's always going to get the first crack at being the hot hand, I think, in the game. So I I like him to do much. I like him to do better than not well. If that makes sense, I, I like him. To, I like him. It doesn't. I like him to do. <laughs> I like him to do good enough to be the hot hand in the backfield more than I like Khalil Herbert. Weekend. Week I agree. Out. I agree with you on that one. Um, yeah. This is a tough matchup. Like we we saw what you know New England did to Nick Chubb last week, and the Bears are in New England, so it's possible that they just shut this offense down. Um, so, but I, David Montgomery, like he's he he comes through, man. Like. You know, in the matchups, you don't think he's going to come through. Like he's, he has like, he beca- he becomes an efficient running back. You know, yeah. and, and I think he can end up getting it done. Um, so you know, this is really a battle uh, of the interior, you know, offensive line for the Bears, and I think they can potentially get it done this week. I'm okay starting David Montgomery, considering who I have behind him. You know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 23. You know, yeah. just hope he scores. 
Okay, that's going to be the motto for <laughs> Glad I was Hilaire every single week. It could talk be about this it. week because it you could know, be. It could be because it's be. actually a decent matchup that could be a little bit higher scoring. We talk about him to death on this podcast, and it's just about yeah. him scoring. If he doesn't score, he's going to give you four points. Yeah, but that's we, what, we, last week. what we were forecasting the whole five weeks before he actually put up his first dud that it was going to happen, and now it was, <laughs> has been two duds in a in a row. Yeah. So yeah, we we, yeah. we kind of saw this coming. Yeah, Tony hope Pollard at twenty four. <laughs> I hope you sold. Uh, Tony Pollard at twenty four, getting a slight bump because of the Lions' rushing defense, giving up five point five yards per carry to running back. So I think Pollard is a a decent flex this week. Uh, you know, I have him here as a low end RB two, um, but you can play him. It's a good matchup. And he's been getting, yeah. you know, getting these chunk plays, getting these long runs, and this could be one of those games where it happens. Yeah, Tony Pollard's a home run hitter, and against of uh, is it the league worst defense or one of the league worst defenses, run defense? I could see him breaking a long run for a touchdown. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Ezekiel Elliott I think has a safer floor because the workload is there, but Tony Pollard is the Gabe Davis of running backs. So <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think that there's a chance against a bad defense that he could do that. Um, I'd have him as a flex play. I'd be happy with him as a flex this week. I like it. I like it. Um, I got Jamal Williams at 25. You know, he can get some work in this one with DeAndre Swift coming back uh, in his first, you know, in his first game back. He's the Lions primary goal line back either way. So with him, similar thing with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, where, you know, he does get a little bit more work than Clyde Edwards Hilaire when DeAndre Swift is there. Uh, but you're kind of just hoping for a touchdown mm-hmm. with him. And I think he has a higher chance than most running backs in this range to punch one or two in. Yeah, two evidence evidenced by what he's done this year. <laughs> yeah, he has a better chance to punch two in, I think, than one. You know, that seems to be the case. He <laughs> scored two true. or zero touchdowns so far this season. Um, I think he has a better chance to score two than maybe all the rest of the guys underneath him have to score one. But that's just me. Um, the thing with Jamal Jamal Williams and Clyde Edwards earlier, like we're talking about, it goes back to what we've been saying a couple times on the podcast. Now all of a sudden, it's I hope he scores. Yep. <laughs> he's going to score. I think. Um, if the if they get down into the red zone, he becomes you know the lead back. He he's good for a touchdown, I think, in this matchup. Especially if Dallas goes up, it could be garbage time touchdowns to go around. I like it. Melvin Gordon, I have him at twenty six. He had a sit down with Nathaniel Hackett. Apparently, he's mm-hmm. going to start the game. They got to an understanding, uh, but who knows how much work he gets? Right, that's why he's down here. Maybe he starts, and then maybe Latavius Murray's still involved. Mike Boone's still involved. Yeah. You know this Broncos offense. Like, can you trust them? They still don't look great. The Jets defense is playing well. Yeah. I'm still willing to flex him because maybe he does end up getting like 65% of the work. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that would end up moving him to like a RB2. But yeah. for now, he's outside the top 24. Could be a token starting designation. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure. Maybe. I, trust. I wouldn't trust it. We saw what happened last week. I, I don't like what happened at all last week for Melvin Gordon. Um, anybody who thought they had, you know, a new nice fantasy asset with John Javante Williams going down Oof. and Melvin Gordon Brutal. taking it up. Yeah. That's just rough, you know. It, it's tough luck. I, I don't think Melvin Gordon is – I didn't think Melvin Gordon was that good anyway to begin with. I think since his days with the Chargers, he hasn't been very fantasy conducive. I'm not a big fan of Melvin Gordon fantasy. Um, and la- last week was just, you know, another reason not to start him for me. I, I'm going to push back on that one. I think Melvin Gordon was a good running back last year. I, I, th- I thought he was good. And I, I – understood you know as good as Javante Williams was and me being a fantasy guy like as much as I want to see Javante get all the work I understood why Melvin Gordon was still involved last year because he was he was pretty efficient still Mm -hmm. yards after contact was on point 
He was solid in, in pass protection, and he was good, decent enough in the pass game, and and good in short yardage situations. So like, uh, when I was looking at the numbers, like I didn't really have justification. Like you know how this year we're looking at Travis Etienne, James Robinson, and you're like, oh, well, yeah. Travis Etienne's clearly the better back here. He should be getting more work. Like with Javante, it's like, well, you know, I get it. He's a rookie. They don't want to overuse him, you know. Mm-hmm. And Melvin Gordon's good enough where you're like, all right, give him a word. This year, I did not see that at all. This year was completely different. So yeah, I, I agree with you, like to an extent, where this year he hasn't been looking like a good running back. So I kind of understood why they benched him, uh, but the way they did it was just like extremely weird. Yeah, and that may, gives me no hope for the future. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I don't want to trust him anymore until he goes four games with sixty five percent work. You know, right. I, I don't want to. I, <laughs> I don't want to trust him. I have Najee Harris here at twenty seven, Brian Robinson at twenty eight. Uh, and then Kareem Hunt and then J- and James Robinson closing out the top the, the bottom four here the the top thirty. So uh, any comments on any of these guys? Harris Robinson, Kareem Hunt, or James Robinson before we close it out? No, I think that's about it. Kareem Hunt, you know, he could be due for a touchdown. He hasn't scored in the past, I think, two or three weeks. So maybe I think he, he scored last week, didn't he? Didn't or the week before? No, it was the week before. Yeah, the week before. he, sc- he scored Kareem, in week five. Yeah, could be due for a touchdown. Um, Brian Robinson, I want to see how he does. You know, in a game that isn't finishing 12 to 7 you know we'll see how that goes and um james robinson you know i'm, I'm not a big fan of james robinson right now because he's taking away um touches you know we, uh, but he should be a, a, a decent <laughs> a decent player like you, you have said, personal fine. issues we have personal issues it's with personal. James robinson. Yeah, yeah 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 you know it's funny because like i talk so much shit uh about i didn't talk shit about james robinson i was actually praising james robinson for his return and how he's come back oh yeah from, i was uh, too. A, an extremely rough injury no no this is my point though i'm not talking about that i'm, I'm saying that like I, I was so adamant on trading him like after his first few games. Yeah. I'm like, guys, please just get just trade him now because his production is not matching up with his utilization. Um, you know, and like I just feel like I was so hard on James Robinson in that situation. They were, I'm just like, I just refused. Now it's like, I don't even want to say anything negative about James Robinson anymore for the rest of the year. I just want to talk positively. He'll take more touches. He will take more touches from Travis Etienne. The no, no, that's, not, that's not what I want. That's yeah, not yeah. what I want. The more you talk shit on him, the more he will produce. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like it's like inverse. Like, I don't want that to happen. I'm yeah, not yeah. trying to jinx it. Uh, but, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for, for watching and listening uh, to the podcast. Uh, if you can review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you could subscribe, subscribing would mean the world to us. Like that, that really does a lot for us. Um, that that would that would mean the world if you could do that. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube and you like watching YouTube, please subscribe to the Upper Hand Fantasy Channel here on YouTube. Uh, and I appreciate you guys. Make sure to check out Upper Hand. Make sure to check out check out Preciser. Thank you for sponsoring this video, Preciser. And uh, we'll we're gonna sign out. We'll see you guys tomorrow at noon Eastern time. Uh, we're gonna go over our wide receiver, and tight end rankings. So we appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya!